to another episode of Help Me Rhonda with Rhonda Hale. I'm your host, Rhonda Hale. So I thought that it would be fun to talk about one of my unique brides who has a very unique love story and a um, non-traditional career. My bride that I'm going to talk about today is a sex worker. Ooh, you are me. She's a sex worker. That rem I actually learned how to say the proper term for this career instead of saying a prostitute, hooker, from watching that Ricky Gervais show, Afterlife. And that's a really good show. It's about this guy who had a beautiful relationship with his wife. He was married, very happily married, and his wife passed away. And it goes through him dealing with her not being there and all the emotions that go along with being a survivor of um, passing or losing uh, a spouse. And somebody who he meets, who becomes a friend of his, she's always correcting him and telling him she's a sex worker. So it made me realize, oh, okay, well that's what I need to start saying. So my awesome bride, who I don't even, like, I don't know honestly how people get so comfortable with me. Um, but they, they, they do, they get really comfortable with me and they, uh, they, I, you know what? It's because I'm not judgy. So I guess it causes people to drop their guard anyway, or their walls gets people to drop their walls and feel comfortable with me, which is what I'm going for. I want you to be comfortable when you're here. So I get this bride in and we'll call her Alice. And she is probably about, I would say she's about 34 to 35 years old. And she is, I wouldn't say she's drop dead gorgeous. She doesn't look like a model or anything, but she's a very attractive woman. Um, she is in pretty good shape. She's, I would say she's my height, 5'7". She's probably a size 8, 10 sort of size. And um, she just seemed very confident and relaxed and, you know, comfortable in her own skin. So anyway, she's in my office and she is in her dress and I'm... Um, making tailor tacks and marks on the dress and while I'm talking to her I say my usual so tell me your love story how did you meet your sweetheart are you marrying a guy are you marrying a girl what's going on I need to know it tell me and she says well I have a very non-traditional love story and I said great those are my favorite tell me I want to hear she says okay so, don't want to freak you out, but 
I am a sex worker. And I said, really? You're a sex worker? Okay, stop. We'll continue with the story in a minute. Can I, can we open the form and I can ask you some questions? She's like, yes. She starts laughing. It doesn't make me uncomfortable if you ask. I said, do your family, like your mom, your mom and dad, your sisters, your brothers, your cousins, do they know what you do? She said, nope, absolutely not. They think that I work at a dentist's office. And I said, oh, wow, um, okay. And are they in the same town where you are or, you know? She said, nope, they're from the Midwest and I actually went to school um, to work as a dental assistant and while I was in school, one of my other girlfriends was like always had, always had money. She always had money and I didn't think she had a job. I, she go, she went out a lot. She got dressed and went out a lot and, um, seemed to always get, um, she dated a lot of guys and she went out and got spoiled a lot and always had a nice car. Um, a couple times I needed a loan for, you know, whatever, a couple hundred bucks here or there and in college, you know, that's not uncommon. And she always had money. She's like, sure, here you go. Pay me back when you can. She was always low key about it. And I'm like, do you come from a family with money? I mean, what, how do you, she seemed like she was like, I never seemed like that. That didn't seem like she came from money or, um, I'd, I'd met her pair parents, her, came in and they just seemed like regular, very middle-class family. And she said, nope, no, nope. oh. Uh, she goes, how do you, I mean, how, how, well you always seem to like always have money and man, I sure would like to be able to have the, um, the, um, the income that you have, have the savings you have and the lifestyle, you've, you've always got nice things, new clothes, nice clothes and all of that. She goes, well, um, maybe, maybe sometime I'll, I'll, uh, share with you how I do that. And l like after a year had passed, their friendship did grow and they become very trusted friends. And her friend did share with her that she was a professional escort. And my bride said, well, what is involved in that? Like, do you work by yourself? Do you work for somebody else? How does that work? And she said, well, I, gentlemen, pay for my company. If they have an event that they need to go to for their work or a college reunion or a high school reunion or, um, whatever, they want to go on vacation, they don't want to be by themselves, and they want to have the company of a, a lady who they can have on their arm and someone to keep them company at night. They pay me for my services and I go hang out with them for a little bit. I'm like pretty focused on what she's saying. And I said, well, then what did you do? She goes, well, I asked her, like what would they expect from me and she goes anything a girlfriend would do is what I would do so basically they would rent me and I'd be rent a girlfriend and I she goes I thought to myself shit um 
if I, I, she's had, she goes, she's like, and I've had boyfriends over the years and none of them have ever treated me like that. I never, uh, got a Tiffany bracelet. I never got a, um, you know, Louboutin shoes. I never got a Gucci bag and I, I, I never got all these kind of presents from, you're definitely dating better guys than I am and I'm sure we're both sleeping with them. Uh, yeah, I, they treat you nice. She goes, oh, absolutely. When we go through the service, um, they are vetted and their background checked and, and I, my service that I work with, they know where I am at all times and, um, I have a safety, um, way to reach them for safety at any time, anywhere I am. If for some reason I got stranded or something, I can always, always, they will send me and call me back, but that's never happened because they're very selective of who is allowed to use the service. And they're also very, very clear on what types of girlfriend services that they need. And I said, I go, well, like, were they really detailed about it? She goes, yeah. She goes, I asked. They, they find out what kind of sex they're into. Um, how crazy, how kinky. Um, and she goes, she told her that most of the time it's just straight up normal, normal, traditional sex. Nothing, nothing creepy or scary or kinky. She goes, once in a while there'll be somebody, but, um, she said that she didn't usually take those, that she just let somebody else take them and they paid more, but she was always good company. And, uh, behaved herself in a very classy way in public and um, the gentleman would be repeat customers and they would often take her shopping and most of the time the men that were in the service were like billionaires or multi-millionaires, very, very successful wealthy men and for one reason or another they um, they chose to go through a service for their girlfriend um, lifestyle that they they paid for it. So my bride said uh, that she actually would be very interested in um, finding out about it. What would she have to do? And her friend introduced her to their coordinator and went through, I guess, a couple of weeks of questionnaires and talks and I think they had to background check her and um, it was it was pretty intense and there was I guess she said that she had to go through like after she cleared um, the first series of questions I think it was like for emotional stability um, then she got trained on how to be really good in bed. So she said that they taught her how to um, make a man pleased and it was geared to men, I guess, because that's what their main customer base was or maybe that was their only customer base. I didn't even ask if um, they had um, women who frequented the service, but maybe they did, I don't know. But they uh, taught her, um, I guess, ways to, she said there are ways to make someone feel more enticed in, and just, I guess, just the way you act around a person, the way you, you're, uh, you're much more reserved and much more ladylike and 
much more kind and she said imagine a woman in the 50s how how she would not be subservient but to be more attentive basically uh, more caring and um, and kind so they would taught a lot of kindness a lot of um, caring things and just a lot of um, etiquette she had to learn how to like I would be totally kicked out my, my elbows are on the table all the time so I definitely couldn't be a sex worker damn it Ugh. and uh, I said did you ever meet any of the other girls she goes well usually they it's not like they had group meetings and there's a bunch of girls who work there and you can see who they are it was very very anonymous so she she said the only reason she knew that was because her friend told her about it and invited her in um into the fold as it were and um so she said that she got started um doing it in college I think she was like 20 years old and I said so did, did you finish college or she goes actually no she didn't finish college the money was so good that she actually just she quit college and she wasn't clear like I didn't say how much money did you make man I didn't ask her because I felt like that was overstepping I was already pretty being pretty noisy nosy right now already asking her all this but she said that the amount of money that she put away over the next decade a little over a decade she did it for 12 years but she said the amount of money she was able to put away and because of the some of the clients that she had over a number of years they helped her with investing her money and now she said that she would not need to work for the rest of her life she'd be completely fine as long as she lived um not necessarily modestly but didn't go crazy you know she could have um as if she were making $150,000 a year she could um live for the rest of her life and not have to worry because her investments are working for her very well so I said um all right so like oh my god I'm I'm so intrigued at this point actually like my mind right now the inside of my brain looks like a freeway with all these cars going everywhere. My brain is just like, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm thinking, shit, like, did you ever have to do any? I asked her, did you ever have to do anything that was over the top creepy or like where you questioned that this was a good thing that you should even be doing? And she said, no, it never, nothing ever happened. And I thought, I said to her, I said, well, maybe your idea of, maybe you're much more comfortable with um, things that like more exotic type of, of 
experiences? And she goes, no, really, it was kind of boring, actually. Uh, the men that she saw, her clients, and she had very regular clients. They were very, like, she, they'd get used to her. She would get used to them. And she saw them for years and years and years and years. And they would fly her all over the world. And, uh, I mean, I think she actually owns two homes and they're completely paid for. Uh, she, I, I don't know if they like helped her with that too. I, I, I would imagine they do. I think she like dated real estate magnets and huge, huge CEOs and just very, very wealthy, established savvy businessmen and she said most of the time they were in their 60s and 70s and she said most of the time they were just not extremely handsome or they were maybe they weren't in great shape or they were short or balding or something and they just didn't want a traditional relationship they just didn't want to be married and they uh, just wanted companionship. And she said there were sometimes she'd go on trips to Switzerland because they had a big deal to do and she would just be there to keep them at ease and keep them company and uh, just be another person in the room. And she said sometimes they'd just be there working on their deals and doing their thing. and. Sometimes there was no intimacy as far as sexual stuff at all on some of the trips. They just wanted her company there and uh, she was just a classy lady for them to have around and they they just grew to be really good friends over the years. And um, man, like where do I sign up for this? I want to do that. Like I want to do it. I'm probably like too old now, but actually I'm definitely too old now. Oh my God. Can you even imagine? Oh my God. I got nothing but a respect for this woman. So back to her love story. I said to her, okay, I want to hear your love story. Um, how did you meet this person and how does that tie into your, your career? as a sex worker, were you, was he one of your clients? She goes, oh, no, no, no. I would never marry one of my clients because um, I just, I, it never happened. She never fell in love with a client. But um, whenever she had clients who were in town um, where she lives, she, she lives she said she doesn't live in LA. I think, to be honest, I think she lives in Chicago. And when she, she's one of my rides that flew to me uh, for me to do her work on her dress. And she said that sometimes if it were, like when she uh, would have a, not, not an overnight or a brand new, when it's a brand new um, client that she was going to it was the initial meet and it would be you know like their first date night she wouldn't I guess the first date night she said that they never were allowed to spend the night there because they had to if they were a new client and it was everything's brand new uh, they had a driver who would 
be in charge of driving the girls to their their date, to their appointment, to their client, and they would wait outside uh, around the block and basically sit in the big black SUV until the time was up and then he would go pick her up and that's how she met him. He was her driver and he's um, about, I think she said he's pushing 40. He had worked for the company for about five years and he was just a very, very nice guy and she got to know him and, and they actually started dating and he knew what she did and she continued working and they and dating him privately for two years before she retired. She And the only reason that she stopped working wasn't because he asked her to stop working. It didn't present any problems in their relationship. He knew that she was professional and what she did was work and had nothing to do. He just didn't feel threatened by her doing that and uh, for a living. And um, she said, to be honest, she goes, the work was in no way, um, she goes, I didn't feel demoralized. I didn't feel belittled or used or anything. She said it was an equal share of uh, equal exchange of services. I hung out with them and she goes, and to be honest, when you try hard, she said, to get to know a person and she said, you can always find something pleasant about somebody if you try. If you try to find out something about them, you find some way to relate to them, uh, you can find something you can identify with, something that uh, you both have in common or something, some common ground that you can find that creates a spark of like and you, you can get to know them and like them. She said, that, so that wasn't an issue at all. And she said the only reason that she stopped was because um, she's she's just got so much money she doesn't need to work anymore. There's just no need for it. And she has two homes already paid for and she wants to start a family. And so they're, they're, uh, they've been together, let's see, they were dating for two years before she quit working, for, for quit her career as a sex worker. And then they, I think they continued to date for two more years and he still, that is still what he does. He's still a driver. And she just doesn't work anywhere because she doesn't want to. She wants to raise a family. Oh, oh my God. That's a lot to take in, man. But um, I, I honestly, like my personality, the way I feel is I just don't, I'm not a judgy person. So I just feel like there are all different kinds of ways to live. There's all different kinds of ways to be happy. And I do know that it is known, it, it's, it's, an Ill, it's illegal, except in, I think Nevada is the only state that it's legal to be a professional sex worker. But, I mean, it's your body. You should be able to do whatever the fuck you want with your body. And it, that's just my opinion. But 
Unfortunately, my ship has sailed and I can't be a sex worker and have billions of dollars in the bank in 10 years. But um, who knows? Maybe my podcast will take off and I'll be a billionaire in a couple years. Who knows? You never know. Never know. Anything could happen. So thanks for tuning in and listening to my story. I She was a very cool lady. I mean, I got a lot of respect. I mean, I'm giving that lady props. That was pretty fucking cool. And um, I know from what I've heard, that's obviously not everybody's story about being a sex worker. There's a lot of scary things can people can get themselves in situations that are dangerous, etc. But it seems like I mean, her experience and her friend, she even said her friend, she's still friends with her. And she, I think she continued working for about 10 years. She worked two years longer than her friend who brought her in, which is kind of weird. But they're still friends and she's financially so secure and stable. It's insane. Like she's set for life, literally. If she, you know, lives a conservative comfortably conservative life uh that I, I got i really have no issues with that at all i think that's fucking cool <laughs> so anyway that's my story i hope you have a great day i hope you had a great day if you're coming home from work i hope it was awesome if you're going to work i hope it's going to be awesome if it's not uh make it awesome you know you have the choice so I'll see you next week, people.